Let us pray. Jesus, you revealed yourself to the world so that all people might look to you and be saved. May we see you and know you. Be our light in the darkness that we may not stumble. Guide us along the way and lift us up when we fall. All this we ask in your name. Amen. Most of us can recall an event in our lives that we would call a mountaintop experience. An experience or a moment when the view of something or someone was so dazzling that we are silent in the face of the mystery. In awe of what is being shown to us, perhaps for the first time. And we say things like, time stood still. The first time you saw the face of your child or your grandchild, those brand new eyes gazing into yours. Or when you cut open that box that arrived and you breathed in the smell of new printing, pulling out the first copy of your first published book, years in the making, Or maybe you really are standing at the top of an actual mountain with a seemingly endless view of God's creation spread out before you. Each of our mountaintop moments, however, are more than simply the moment itself. As thrilling or moving or spectacular as it feels in that second when time seems to stand still. These experiences actually reveal something about the past, the present, and the future. In the case of the baby, an entire history of a family continues with this new child. Hope for the child's future, for the future of the parent's relationships. A lot of revelation and transformation occurs in that moment. And it's all about the past, the present, and the future, all wrapped together in that swaddled babe. In the case of the just-published book, years of study, teachers and writers who influenced you, your book stands on the shoulders of all the thinkers in your field who have come before. And the book in your hand That signals hope for your future, a revelation and a transformation of who you are as an academic or a researcher or a speaker. All the past, the present, the future wrapped up in that shiny new cover. Standing on the top of a really tall mountain, we bring our whole selves to that experience. The training that led to the accomplishment of making the ascent. The amazing taste of the water we drink when we get to the top. The expansive view gives us hope in who we might actually be. Past, present, and future are one. 
experience of the disciples in today's story when they behold the dazzling transformation of their friend Jesus. Past, present, and future come together in him. Jesus is revealed to be even more than they had imagined. Remember, this is James, John, and Peter, three of those fishermen we talked about just a few weeks ago who dropped their nets to follow Jesus. So today, he led them up a mountain, and they went, just the four of them together, away from the crowds. We're told that while they were up there, Jesus' clothes became dazzling white, and he was apparently transformed in an amazing way. The friends they knew looked even more special. And they heard a voice proclaim, This is my son, the beloved, listen to him. There's a present reality. Jesus is God's son. His voice, the one we are to heed. And they saw Moses and Elijah, the great prophets of the faith, standing there with Jesus. Jesus is related to this past, to the one God, the God of Israel. The booths that Peter suggests building are actually a reference to the festival of Sukkot, which is a vision of the end times, of the perfect future. So Peter is actually seeing the future in this moment. Past, present, future. Jesus is revealed on that mountain to be all those things wrapped up together. As human creatures, when we're not having a mountaintop experience, we tend to live just in the present moment, particularly when we are so busy and so focused on all we have to do. We also seem to have a tremendous affection for the past. Perhaps not the actual past, but the past we have reimagined in our memory. And we are often not so eager about the future. In today's world, anxiety sometimes outweighs hope. Now, I know this is a gross generalization and may not be true for any one of us right now. But I think today's story of the Transfiguration reminds us that our faith is not simply about hope in a better future but rather hope in relationship to a God who knows the whole story, who knows the past, who knows the present and the future, a God who holds all those things together with love. Former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, puts it this way. I'm paraphrasing. As God's beloved, we can have faith that all of who we are, the past, the present, and the future, are held in a single gaze of love. In the eyes of God, who will never abandon, never go away, all that you have been, all that you are, all that you will be, 
is always held in this unifying gaze of love. That's some good news. Rowan Williams also extends this truth about the church as a gathered body. And I'm just going to read you what he says because it's better than I could explain. So think about our church today, the church larger and then just about our Trinity Church, too. He writes, hope then is not simply confidence in the future. It is confidence that past, present and future are held in one relationship so that the confusions about memory, who were we, who was I? Who am I? Who are we? Those confusions become bearable because of the witness in heaven. A witness who does not abandon. This suggests that the church needs to be marked by profound patience. Profound patience. Patience with actual human beings in their confusions and uncertainties. Patience in an environment when so much seems to be unclear and in danger of getting lost. Patience in the sense that we realize it takes time for each one of us to grow up into Christ. And if it takes time for us as individuals then it takes time for the body, the community, to grow overall. Hope and patience belong together, he says. Only a church that is learning patience can proclaim hope effectively. So today, as we gather here around the table and then gather afterwards for our annual meeting, may we know that each one of us And this place, this gathered community, may we know that we are held in God's gaze. Our past, the lives and faithful witnesses of those who came before, our present work, our challenges, our relationships with one another, our ministry together, and our future as a faith community. These things are already bound together in God's view. May we find our patience and our faith in this good news. Amen.